This podcast includes adult themes and discussion. We know that's why you're here. Listening discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, yeah. off welcome back monster fuckers uh you're you're, t- you're tuned in expecting a minotaur no a bigfoot episode uh but surprise that's not what you're getting you're getting greek uh, gods and goddesses of love and lust welcome back to hasten and kissing <laughs> welcome monster fuckers yes so not quite monsters but they've done monsters things i think they're monsters i think they're they're larger than life monsters in their own right and i stand by that i stand by that um and if you're getting a little whiplash sorry we got our calendars wrong and we had to switch some stuff around but you know what this one's gonna be juicy so buckle up buckle up juicy like a good vino in your gullet i wasn't sure where you were going with that at first so (laughs) i was like like a juicy what (laughs) um so so what's up with jess how have you been talk to me well what's been going on i'm having a i'm having a miserable week (laughs) oh no um I fell down the stairs, um, bruised up my back, uh, the buses were on strike here, so I had to walk an hour into work for two days, um, <laughs> and what else? I forgot that I have a big convention at the end of February. I just completely forgot about it. As you um, do. <laughs> February just snuck up on me. Um, and I have uh, about three cosplays that I need to build that I haven't started on. So, Stunning. that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I'm excited to do these cosplays. Um, I'm working on Sexy Mojo Jojo. Amazing. Um, yeah, I will have a, a fake derriere for that cosplay. <laughs> you are um, my favorite person in the world. <laughs> I just want to flash people. It's an ape. Apes have the the hairless butts. It's going to be so funny. Um, I'm working on Lucian from Akatar. Akatar, plug out the week! Akatar, plug out the week! And um, uh, Abijah Fowler from Blue-Eyed Samurai, which if you haven't seen that... There's my recommendation. It's on Netflix. It's an anime. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's gory. It's sad. It's everything you want. A little bit. Um, I love the artist behind it. Brian, I'm going to say his last name wrong. Kreshner? Kreshner? I have a lot of his uh, art in the house. Oh, wow. He does definitely watch. He does really cute Kylo Ren art. And he just, I just Mm. posted. hipster kermit that he did that i'm obsessed with this so yeah he's great wow <laughs> yeah his uh his artist artistic style spans so many genres so wow yeah intriguing to all mm, yeah how have you been oh you know chugging along uh we're getting ready for megacon here which is not this weekend but next weekend i'm only going for a half day because i'm old and uh, my body cannot handle mm-hmm. a con that is so crowded and 
full of Floridians. No offense, but it's it's a it's a crowded con. <laughs> um, I do, but I'm excited to see my vendor friends. I'm excited to see some of my cosplay friends. I'm very excited about that. Um, and uh, speaking of cosplay. This good uh, introduction. Uh, we were watching some cosplay videos, and I have a question for you as a Canadian cosplayer. Uh, what is yeah. YetiCon? Because we were watching a video for it, and we couldn't figure out, number one, is it a hotel or resort? Because it'll be, like, people that look like they're in a hotel, and then they're by, like, a chocolate shop, and then they were by a poutine stand, and then they were, like, some rich lake house... And I'm like, what is the venue for this? Can you answer that question? Um, it's a ma- it's a resort. Okay, it's like a ski resort, I think. It was the uh, wildest. I'm not familiar thing. with this con, but but basically, yeah, it's like a it's like a winter wonderland type. It's at a ski resort. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was you want to you want to go <laughs> I don't know we were we were just kind of my husband and I were trying to figure out like is this one location or is it like a town and there's just cosplayers like half naked in front of a like a, a yogurt place like we couldn't figure out the vibe which is a, a fine vibe we just couldn't figure it out um so we I, I was like I'll ask my my one Canadian friend that would be able to answer because I can't get mad on the phone obviously um <laughs> So, uh, a couple other things. Uh, number one, I'm very obsessed with Saltburn right now. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not yet. Okay, I I can't stop not listening yet. to the song. Um, and I just I think I sent you the TikTok. I'm sorry if it had spoilers in it. Now that I realize you haven't seen it, but I I or maybe I didn't send it to you and I just put it in here. I don't think I did. Uh, maybe I was good about it. Uh, but it somebody uh, compared it to uh, Theseus and the Minotaur, which is like very relevant for one of our past episodes, which is exciting. Oh, um, oh you did send that to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, I kind of know what happens. I kind of know what happens. Uh, apologies. apologies. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for the bathtub scene. <laughs> That's not even the most controversial scene, though. That's like nothing. Really? That's like nothing. Yeah. Oh. It's just a bunch of uncomfortable straight people being like, ooh. Like, the only part, I'm like, you're, dude, it's the bathwater. You know, like, don't lick bathwater. You've been stewing in that. But that's not even the worst scene. People keep talking about that. It's not the one. But also, also I want to cosplay. With the cum? It's not the worst scene. I, no spoilers, but you'll know it when you see it. And, You uh, know what? Hey. Mm. Should, so somebody needs to sell salt burn bathwater. You know, like gamer girl bathwater. I've seen earrings of the bathtub with the, the word salt burn on it, and I'm like, do I need them? <laughs> um, I also want to cosplay Oliver. I'm planning on it, but instead of wearing his white suit jacket, I want it to be like an open cape that I just like sticky tape to my titties so it's open in the front, and then wear the horns. I'm like very excited about it. It's like one of my like Dragon Con like casual cosplays. That's casual for me. I'm such a fucking insane person. But other relevant news to us. Um, Katie Robert, who we had talked about on a couple of occasions. We talked about her on a vampire episode. We talked about her on our Kraken episode. And we talked about her in our interview episode we just had. Has a Minotaur book coming out. So that's two Minotaur references. Um, and there's also a new Frankenstein movie coming out called Lisa Frankenstein. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that movie. Me too. It looks really good. I love like a camp 80s vibe. Um, yeah, same. And it, it looks really good. So uh, some little some little things relevant to past podcasts to 
look forward to, which is so exciting. Look at us so topical. I know. Monster fucking <laughs> is in for 2024. We'd love to see it. <laughs> okay, so let's dive in. Uh, we're going to do uh, go over the basic like Greek gods and goddesses of love and lust. Um, yes. So I'm just going to kind of list them and probably pronounce them wrong. Uh, so please correct me, Jess, because uh, I haven't done this since 2007. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. We still need to preface. Oh, preface. Go. <laughs> we need to preface and let the, re- <laughs> the listeners know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That we, <laughs> that we are sluts for this. <laughs> we... <laughs> We need to warn them, Sarah. They can't not know. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a classics degree. Sarah has a classics minor. We love this shit. We love it. We. This is a delectable delight for our little knowledgeable taste buds. Mm-hmm. Okay? So y'all need to <laughs> just keep that in mind when we start going off on tangents, okay? And we will. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Um... But, uh, yeah. Okay. There's our <laughs> preface. Okay, so I'm going to run through them really quickly, kind of like uh, the ones that are, like, majorly associated, uh, the, the main gods. So we have Aphrodite, uh, goddess of love, sex, and beauty. We have Dionysus, god of wine and pleasure. We have uh, Pan, Who's the god of the wild? He does deal with shepherds and flocks and rustic music, but also the fertility of the wild and flocks. So we're talking about like, you know, animals reproducing. Um, mm. We have Pythio, the personification of persuasion and seduction. We have Philotes, either a goddess of affection or a Damian of intercourse. And they have Priapus. Is that, yeah, Priapus. Priapus, the or god prolapse. No, the god of sexual intercourse, <laughs> genitalia, nature, fertility, and lust. <laughs> so those are sort of the main ones. I cut I cut some minor gods out that we'll kind of cycle back to later. But that's really, um, at least in Greek mythology, kind of what we're going to go with. So just kick us off with that horny little drunk, Dionysus. Let's go. Dionysus. Get your wine ready. All right. All right. I was actually going to have wine ready to talk about him, but I got too wine drunk yesterday, actually. So. You know what? Dionysus wouldn't stop him. It wouldn't stop him. (laughs) Uh, I know. (laughs) Uh, Dionysus. That is the uh, Greek name for the god in the Roman pantheon. It's Bacchus. 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 Yeah, uh, um, Dionysus is known for a number of things, actually. Mm. Uh, wine, mm. music, yes. ecstatic dance, Lily. theater, Ooh. theater, festival, fertility, mm. reincarnation, mm. freeing of inhibitions, mm. and subverting the oppressive restraints of the powerful. Now, doesn't that sound like a good fucking time? That sounds like what I want to get out of my anxiety medication. <laughs> Is it sign me the fuck up? Yes, sign me the fuck up. Agreed. Um... Something also not mentioned here is uh, Dionysus is actually a big um, symbol uh, and champion for the quote-unquote other. Yeah. 
which, um, as you would have learned a little bit about in our previous episode, um, is a big thing for monsters. Yeah. Who are, in and of themselves, the other. So, that's a little gist about what Dionysus is known for. I'm sure y'all know a little bit about him already, but mm-hmm. uh, let's get a little bit into um, where Dionysus came from. Um, the thing is, uh, question mark? Uh, mm-hmm. um, a lot of folks actually seem to believe Dionysus has some Asian or origins, um, okay. and then it was later brought into the Greek and Roman pantheons. Um, and when I say pantheon, by the way, sorry, I mean pantheon is like a grouping of gods. Right. So if I say the Greek pantheon, um, this is not for you, this is for the listeners. Um, the, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Disagreeing with you. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so anyways, um, some uh, some some sources think that uh, Dionysus is the bastard son of Zeus, um, an immortal princess, um, uh, you know, and he has relations to the underworld because of that, and it says, uh, you know, some other ones say that, um... He was rebirthed in different ways. There's a lot of inconsistencies. Um, but two of the major things that do come up a lot is this idea of rebirth in his origin story mm-hmm. um, and connections to the underworld, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to come back. I'm going to like circle back to that later, but... So those are kind of a little bit, you know, about his, you know, origins, death and rebirth. All right. Um, as I mentioned, Bacchus is, uh, or Dionysus is really big for festivals. Ooh, party. Um, and, um, the thing about the festivals is they would get a little buck wild, right? Yeah. A little, a little, a lot, Buck Wild, and there was, there came a time actually where his festivals had to be basically banned. Um, they were outlawed uh, during the Roman Empire. Um, it, it didn't mean that all um, festivals were outlawed, just not state-sanctioned ones. So, basically, the Roman state had to take control of these festivals because they were getting too out of hand. Mm. And so, there was a state-sanctioned um, festival called the Liberalia. Um, in in Roman society, uh, the Liber or Liber Mat- uh, Pater was a big thing. He's like the great father kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So Dionysus was kind of tied into that a lot. So his festival was also the Liber Pater Festival. So anyways, that's where the name comes from, Liberalia. But the non-state-sanctioned uh, Bacchus festivals were called the Bacchanalia Festivals. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they were outlawed was because they were very subversive, which we love in this house. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it was because there was free mixing of classes and genders. We love it. Um, which, you know, Roman society was very strict about that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And basically, celebration of the Bacchanalia festivals became a capital offense. Um, unless they were, you know, part of the state's sanctioned festivals. Um, during these Bacchanalian festivals, um, it was mostly women at first, until the Dionysian cult started to spread a bit. But typically, they started out as young women um, who would drink a fuck ton of wine and getting super drunk and dancing in the woods. And that would help get you to uh, basically a heightened or enlightened state in which you can can commune with Dionysus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, picture this, your home girl, Steph, Stephanie, or whatever, uh, <laughs> is like, <laughs> okay, hey, you don't want to go, you know, you want to go pray to Dionysus? Sure thing. You go into the woods, in the middle of nowhere, there's other ladies there, uh, you gotta get naked, all right? And you Obviously. gotta get really drunk. Yeah. Gotta get really drunk. Yeah, we get the good tunes going. Mm. Get the good tunes going. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you'll be able to commune with Dionysus. The, uh, but then, you know, at a certain part of these bacchanalian festivals, things got a little out of hand. Um, part of the this was actually a common thing for these festivals, but once you got this like crazy ecstatic, like, ecstasy is a big thing, ecstatic, um, once you reach this ecstatic state, part of these festivals involved ripping animals apart with your bare hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes! Because in Greek and Roman society, right? (laughs) But in Greek and Roman society, you would, like, you'd give offerings of animals to the gods, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so for Dionysus or Bacchus, that's how they would do it, except it was in a less controlled manner. So for other gods, you would slice out the liver or something and you'd burn it, right? Yeah. But for Bacchus, you would have the animal and literally they would tear them apart with their bare hands. That's fine. And then burn the pieces for Dionysus. Um... So that was that was a fun time. That's a thing. Um, but um, again, it, it it moved away from just being about women, and it, it kind of spread through the various genders, um, and again, social classes, and so on. Again, that's that's why it became outlawed because once it expanded out from being this kind of like more secretive female-based cult, that's when it became a problem. When there was kind of mixing and mingling. Um, Do you know the song so mm-hmm. Cult of Dionysus? Okay, I've been thinking about how that song goes, and I can't for the life of me remember. Do it, you want to sing it, Sarah? Oh, God. Uh, it's like... I hate that you put me on the spot. It's something like... It's something like uh, it's like sex and wine and the cult of Dionysus. I can hear, I can hear it in my head, but I can't say it well. I love that song. <laughs> that song is a bop. Don't. I'm so sorry to the creators of that beautiful song that I just butchered. But I, I have that song in rotation almost constantly. Like it comes up in my Spotify playlist. It was definitely in my like Spotify playlist of the year type. Like I love that song. This is this is my. 
listen, I think everybody wants to be, like, a little bit, you know, like, I'm gonna cut loose, baby, but, like, a little bit of step. Everybody wants to be, like, the fun guy, you know? Dionysus is the fun guy. He's a cool dude. You know? He's like, The party animal. Yeah, yeah, he's like, nah, have another one. And doesn't everybody want that kind of vibe? Kinda, Mm -hmm. a little bit. Even if you don't want to admit it, you're listening here, and you'd be like, I would be that person. Mm -hmm. Oh. You sure about that? It's like, it's like, oh, I've had <laughs> enough to drink, and Dionysus is the one that's, mm, you sure? Oh, no, you girl, sure? just have one more. Just have one more. Just have one more. Oh. Just one more? Oh, make it a double. Girl, a double. Girl, your favorite song just came on. Girl. Like, you're not going yeah. anywhere. You're going to party. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's Dionysus, a vibe. Like, get wasted, hit the dance floor, and have a good time. But but have you ever, Sarah, mm. Um, I, like, in your, like, Life in your younger years. Ah! I mean, I already married. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you do it now. Mm. Okay, uh, uh, I'm not judging. Yeah, but did you ever get so drunk and go out clubbing? Yeah, and you just reach this state where like you're just you're like out of body and yeah. you're just you, you are the dance moves. You are the music. You know. Yeah, it's, maybe that's, like that's what one these... time in my life I have, but like, because okay. <laughs> I'm pretty anxious, so it's like pretty hard to get me to that point. Uh, Fair enough. I just, you know, on New Year's Eve this year, I had a great time. I did catch COVID, mm. but I had a great time, like a little bit buzzed and like dancing through Epcot was a vibe. And there were like countries with like, like spotlights and fire torches and like oh my goodness. smoking dragons and like you get a little lost in that. Like I probably danced all through Epcot that night just having like a ball. And like that was a vibe. Like I wasn't I never got like tired. I never got like sloppy drunk. I just had like a good buzz going through and I partied and it was a good time. And I haven't done that vibe in a while. And it's a good vibe. Like I get it. I get why people like Dionysus. Everybody wants that vibe. Yeah. Whether or not you say you do, yeah. you do every at least every once in a while. You want that like, yeah we're partying. Let's do it. Exactly. Yeah. I and you're it. doing and but imagine like you're doing it not just for like self gratification, it's to honor a god. I'm in it. You know? So you're like, well, you know, this is my Sunday service getting crunk on the weekend, you know? Like Yeah. Anyways. I get it. So <laughs> that's that's worshiping Dionysus. Mm-hmm. Um let's get a little into um how Dionysus is perceived visually. So, because they... Because his origins are a bit, like, undetermined, there seems to be a consensus, though, that there is two types of Dionysus. Mm -hmm. Dionysi? Dionysi, I think. Um, So, there's an older one, Mm -hmm. and that's the version that's the uh, son of Zeus and Persephone. Um, But the the, the younger one... um, is um the one that's like how kind of we think of grapes, I guess grapes Gra- you know the younger yeah. one is the more um a bit more feminine looking longer hair very youthful mm-hmm. whereas the older one bearded older how you would imagine yeah um but that's interesting that there is like these kind of two versions um of him um, major myths, uh, you know, there's, you know, uh, there's always the gods fucking around. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, though, 
Dionysus is not like the horniest god oh. in terms of myth. In terms of myths, not by. I feel like that that goes to Zeus. That goes to Zeus. Yeah, yeah. That goes to Zeus. Uh huh. Um, interestingly enough, like he he doesn't sleep around that much, and he has like a mortal wife. Um, he ends up marrying Ariadne, who is the princess from Crete. Um, with, you know, the myth of the Minotaur, mm-hmm. um, Ariadne and Theseus, you know, Th- Theseus wants to win Ariadne's hand. Yeah. And he goes through the maze. So, uh, Ariadne, that, that same Ariadne becomes, uh, Dionysus's wife. Oh. And of course he steps out on her a few times, but not, a, not that much that you would think, actually. They, they all do, though. All the Greek gods I mean, they do. all yeah. do. All do. Um, he's had a number of hookups. As they do. Um, Aphrodite. Hooked up with, uh, Aphrodite. Um, he's hooked up with a few, uh, like, minor goddesses. Mm-hmm. Um, nymphs. Nymphs. Quite a few nymphs. He loves a nymph. Um, and, um, not too many mortal women. Ariadne is the major one. Um, a few men. Yes. Yes. Um, a few men, uh, or boy men-ish. Uh, one of them is a satyr man, mm-hmm. um, Ampelos, and, um, and one of us, one of them is an Argonaut. Oh! Uh, yeah. Po- poly- polymnos. 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 Um, he also has sex here and there with, uh, maenads. I love so, maenad. A Maynad is like the ultimate like worshiper of Dionysus, and if you, th- these are these ones get these are the ones that get like too crunked on the week like too <laughs> crunked on the festival. Um, and my my favorite like media version of a Maynad is. Do you remember the Maynad from True Blood? Yeah, I do. And she was like, oh my gosh, she was like obsessed with marrying Dionysus mm-hmm. uh, and getting to this like ecstatic like uh, point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were gonna and like at the end they had like a bull come in and she was like, oh my god, Dionysus. And it was just a fucking like and everybody was, was fucking everybody. Yeah. So like basically, an orgy. She, yeah. She induced this maenad helped induce these like orgiastic states of being mm-hmm. where like you were literally like tur- so turned on you couldn't help it. Um, well, so yeah, orgies is is a thing for Dionysus. Um, the the word orgy actually comes from the Greek uh, word orgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning secret rite or revel. So again, a lot of the Dionysus's like festivals or rites were kind of underground because they were prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Um, so the but the the terminology is not ex- like implicitly sexual, um, which I always, I thought was super interesting. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, again, um, the orgies were. At first, mostly women. Um, they would meet, as I mentioned, you know, in the woods, disheveled, get drunk, and kind of hook up. Yeah. Like, I just, it gets more and more appealing the more, I, like, you hear about, di- like, what 
um, serving Dionysus's life. Yeah. You hook up with women. You get drunk. You dance in the woods. What? I mean, you. It's, it's just a vibe. Weird. It's a good it's vibe. A, yeah. It's a vibe. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then the last thing I'll just touch about on talking about Dionysus here is some of the um, contemporary discourse around Dionysus, which I thought was super interesting. So, um, so I'm just going to, I'm not going to get into it, I'm just going to throw up some topics that mm-hmm. I kept seeing in my research. Um, there's a lot of discussion about gender and sexuality mm-hmm. uh, with regards to Dionysus. There is some references to Dionysus being uh, a trans woman. Mm. Um, or just being uh, intersex. Mm-hmm. Um, there's references, or there's some papers on uh, Dionysus being non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen reference. I've I've seen some uh, papers on Dionysus being actually asexual, That's- which I thought was a bit strange. Um, and uh, of course, polyamorous. And I thought polyamorous was interesting because it was, it seemed to like link Dionysus less to being, uh, you know, sleeping around Mm -hmm. and more to being it, it being like a consensual thing with Ariadne. It's, it's almost, it's almost interesting that it seems like Dionysus is almost what anybody wants him to be in order to do the things they want to do. Yeah. And and that's Basically. kind of an inter- I mean, that can be a really freeing thing, but if you look at like something that's in modern religion, it can be a really dangerous thing too. Well, I think it's I think actually it's like a lot of this contemporary discourse comes out of the fact that Di- one of the things about Dionysus is subverting the norm, mm-hmm. right? And it you know, talks like um gender and sexuality is a big point of topic these days yeah because it's people are opening up you know um it's less of a closeted thing literally Mm -hmm. right um and so because that is what uh, Dionysus champions he's being brought into this, these those discussions that right. are already occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was, that was super super interesting. I love it. Um, so just throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Dionysus. <laughs> okay, I have earphones on. Um, just kidding. <laughs> We're gonna take a little break from the. Lust alcoholic party that is Dionysus <laughs> and go into the uh, the love, beauty, revengeful uh, zone of Aphrodite because <laughs> uh, she has some anger issues that we need to talk about. Um, <laughs> so we'll dive in. Aphrodite is the goddess, Greek goddess associated with love, lust, beauty, pleasure, passion, and procreation. Um, her Roman counterpart is Venus, and uh, she's associated with things like seashells, roses, doves, swans, which also, so is Zeus, but, um, and she's, <laughs> if, if you know, you know, uh, <laughs> she was also the patron saint of, or goddess of prostitutes, 
Um, and she was infinitely desirable because she had no childhood. She came out as a full-ass woman, a full-grown yeah. woman. So yeah. she was influenced, um, sort of her origin, by the cult of Astari in Phoenicia, which was influenced by the Mesopotamian goddess Ishtar, which I feel like is, is somewhat familiar in popular culture, Ishtar. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did she come about? What is the birth of Aphrodite look like? Uh, I believe we were talking about genitals earlier. Let's circle back to that. <laughs> uh, so Cronus. I know this one. Yeah. Cronus, which uh, was a titan, severed Uranus's, also a titan, genitals, and threw them into the sea. And um, that is wait, where... Wait, wait, What? Should we preface? First came the titans right. and then the gods. Correct. Um, yeah. Sorry. I feel like... Oh, but not everybody listening here is a classics <laughs> major or minor. Uh, my bad. Just uh, here, think about it this way. Remember in Hercules when Hades traps the titans? Yeah. So the yeah, gods just, uh, the gods come from the titans. The titans are like the grandparents of the gods. Yeah. For better or worse. It's the... Whatever. So, Cronus, a titan, cuts off the genitals of Uranus uh, and throws them into the sea. Goodbye, balls and penis, or whatever they are. I don't know. It's not my business. Uh, And from the sea foam caused by the genitals comes Aphrodite. Also the known, sieges. Yeah. The sieges. Yeah, the sieges. Uh, and the, the name, her name is interpreted to mean foam risen, which I think might be the worst name ever, honestly. Uh, I like that. <laughs> foam risen? risen from some man's genitals? We are all foam risen. Mm, I'm not. I was adopted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so, um, also Aphrodite has been described, um, in the Iliad as the daughter of Zeus and, uh, Dion, Dione, Dion, Mm. who was a Titan. So Zeus having sex with a grandparent, not really, but kind of an older, like your grandparents friend. Um, (laughs) but really she's most known as the, the genital foam thing. So, um, so what's her home life like? You know, she came out of the foam, a fully (laughs) formed woman. What's it like at home? Great question. So she is married to Hephaestus, the god of fire, uh, also blacksmithing and metalworking. So, um, I'm a man. He's a man, man. man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Zeus married Aphrodite off to Hephaestus like really quickly to prevent the other gods over fighting over her because she was so beautiful. Um, and in another version um, of, because when we get into this, there's not a cut and dry with any of these myths, right? They're all handed no. down pretty much orally until we get to things like the Iliad, but still then it, it differs, right? So yeah. we get to things like um, another version, Hephaestus gave his mother Hera a golden throne, um, but when she sat on it, she became trapped in it and he refused to let her go until she agreed to give him Aphrodite's hand in marriage. And if you've seen Percy Jackson, seen or read, <laughs> very relevant to a uh, recent episode and or book that it, it's been written. Um, is that what you're going to say? I can hear you like, no. 
No. Okay, cool. I, it was literally <laughs> just in like one of the last episodes I read or watched, but when you listen to this, it's going to be like weeks from that. Uh, <laughs> um, so Hephaestus was like overjoyed to be married to her. So he forged her like beautiful jewelry. He also made her this thing known as the Kesto Himas, which was like a satyr shaped undergarment. Uh, it was a girdle, like a corsety girdle. Um, which accentuated her breast and made her even more irresistible to men. So kind of dumb on his part, but, you know, <laughs> it's it's all right. Um, and just like we talked with Dionysus, uh, most gods and goddesses, they cheated. You know, so did she. Yep. Uh, she did fuck Ares, the god of war. Um, she liked to fuck mortals. She fucked... Uh, a niche, a I'm gonna say it wrong. He was a shepherd, um, very famously Adonis, which we'll get into. Um, oh, yeah. And she had a very famous feud with Athena and Hera that started the Trojan War. <laughs> so she was a major player in the Iliad. Um, oh yeah. And she's almost always accompanied by Eros, the god of lust and sexual desire. So I just want to go through really quickly um, Eros and the Erotes. Am I saying that? I think uh-huh. it's Erotes. Um, which are the uh, kind of her uh, accessories. So first we'll talk about Eros. Um, he's a Greek god, again, of love and sex. His Roman counterpart is Cupid. You may know him on every single thing you see <laughs> on Valentine's Day. That's who we're talking about here. It's very thematic. Um, so in the earliest accounts, he's a primordial god, but, uh, later he is, um, described as the child of Ares and Aphrodite, um, and his other siblings are the Erotus. So he's usually presented very handsome. Sometimes he's like a little baby boy with the wings and the, the dimples, always next to his mom. Um, he has wings and he has his bow and arrow, Cupid's bow. Um, in which he uses it to uh, manipulate people into falling in love, usually because his mother bosses him around and tells him to do that. Um, he is uh, very complimentary to Aphrodite. So oftentimes, you, you, you rarely see him in his own myth. He's usually a part of something that Aphrodite is doing. Um, the major exception being the myth of Eros and Psyche, um, and the story on how he met and fell in love with his wife. More on that later. We'll come back to that. Put that. Put a pin in that. Um, so let's talk about the the Erotes, the collective of winged gods uh, that are associated with love and sexual intercourse. Uh, Question. Yes. Does sorry. does the is does the word erotic have etymological? Absolutely, like, it has to. Erotic. It has to. It has to. <laughs> it, it must, right? Listen, I didn't look that up specifically, but I'm going to say yes, pretty confidently. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to say hard. We have degrees, right? So yeah. we would know. I'm not going to say half of these names with the same confidence that I'm going to say, yes, I believe it has to do something with eroticism. <laughs> um, so we're going to we're going to go through this collective. So we have uh, Ant Eros was the god like the anti Eros, the god of requited love. Um, we talked about Eros, obviously. Uh, we have Himeros, the god of sexual desire and unrequited love. We have Herilogos, could be wrong, uh, the god of sweet talk and flattery. We have Hermaphroditus, the god of hermaphrodites and effeminate men. We have Hymen, the god of marriage, weddings, and the bridal hymn. And we have Apothos, the god of sexual longing, yearning, and desire. 
and also the name of my favorite plant species. <laughs> um, yeah. It's the hymen for me. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so funny when you learn about things like this and you compare it to modern day Christianity. Like, yeah. it's so interesting to me that it's not known in, in modern religions, but everything comes from Greek mythology and even further back than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do we talk about myths? Am I going too far ahead? No, I... I we went I miss? Okay. Gra- I've grazed lightly over Ariadne. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go through a couple, a couple of myths. So, the, the, okay. I think the, the most well-known myth featuring Athena is Adonis. Um, so, the first time we hear of Adonis ever in history is from the lesbian poet Sappho. Um, which, which um, lovely. Yeah, <laughs> we love Sappho. Number one fan here. Um, but we don't we don't get that much information about him. Um, we just know that a, a chorus of young girls is a, a mourning his death, and Aphrodite replies, "They must beat their breasts and tear at their tunics," which is a mood, you know. Uh, it's a mood. So um, the real myth of Adonis is. Uh, Mira was cursed by Aphrodite to have this insatiable lust for her father. Why? Who knows? Uh, so she became pregnant and driven out of the city, and she changed into a tree. But she still gave birth to this kid, who was Adonis. And Aphrodite took the kid and gave it to Persephone in the underworld. She's like, I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, came back later, when he was grown up, and was like, uh-oh, he's really fucking good-looking. Yeah! So she's like, I would like that for me, thank you. And Persephone's like, no, no. Uh, he's my son now. You gave him to me. I shall keep him. And Zeus was like, ladies, chill out, as Zeus does. So he said, I have a solution. A third of the time, he will stay with Persephone. A third of the time, he will stay with Aphrodite. And a third of the time, he can do whatever he wants to. Well, that the second third, he stayed with Aphrodite, because obviously she's like the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. Um... But, uh, he was killed by a wild boar and died in Aphrodite's arms. Tragedy. Yeah. Uh, but, but she was, Aphrodite was known to have a temper, which I appreciate, you know, because I too also have a temper. Um, so here's some examples of, uh, uh, some things that she did. So the, the longest one I'll, I'll talk about is, uh, the woman of the island of Lemnos refused to sacrifice to Aphrodite. And she was like, fuck you guys. You're going to smell like shit. So your husbands will never fuck you. And so that's what she did to them. Um, and so instead, their husbands are like, we're going to fuck these slave girls. Not great. We don't love that. Uh, and so the women, the stinky women, got upset, killed the entire male population of the island, <laughs> and also all of the slaves. Um, so when Jason and the Argonauts arrived, they fucked the sex-starved women, um, under Aphrodite's <laughs> approval, obviously, and repopulated the island, and then from then on, the women learned the lesson, and they never disrespected her again. Weird story. Very strange. Um, and then I'm just gonna go through, like, the best of. Um, imagine, wait, imagine you're one of the Argonauts, and you've been on, uh, you know, a ship... You're s- for like forever, and you're like exhausted. That you just come upon this island, and these women are so fucking horny. You know they send out like they probably send out somebody to like scope out the island, and a guy comes yeah. back, and he's like, "Listen, 
the most beautiful women I've ever seen, I don't know that, I'm just making this up, are on this island. We have not fucked for 400 years. Let's take some sheep's wool, just shove it up our nose, take one for the team. Everybody's going to have a good time. It's a death by snoo snoo situation. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um... Okay, <laughs> uh, so here's some of the best bits of Aphrodite being a bitch, which I love. Um, so the the Glaucus of Corneth uh, pissed her off for refusing to let his horses uh, for chariot racing mate, because he was like, it's going to slow him down. Um, so she drove his horses insane, and they tore him apart. Um, Philofonte, uh, next one, Philofonte was a young woman who chose uh, a virginal life, um, with Artemis instead of marriage and children, which is what Aphrodite wanted. Uh, so Aphrodite cursed her and caused her to have children by a bear. Um, the resulting offsprings were wild cannibals who incurred the hatreds of Zeus. Um, a jealous Aphrodite cursed uh, Eos, the goddess of dawn, to be perpetually in love and have an insatiable sexual desire because uh, Eos had once lain with Aphrodite's sweetheart, Eris, the god of war. Just pissed her off. Horny for the rest of her life. Um, an- another one. Um, pro- oh, God, I'm going to butcher this one. Propatides? Perfect. Propatides, who are the daughters of Propatis from the city of... Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, on, <laughs> on the island of Cyprus, uh, denied Aphrodite's divinity and failed to worship her properly, so she turned them into the world's first prostitutes. Which is kind of like, just a best of. She had a lot of anger issues. Therapy would have done her wonders. Um, yeah. I have uh, a little anecdote I want to share. Please do. I'd love, I'd love to hear it. Okay, so uh, I my favorite um, topic that I would try to weave into literally every paper I wrote about in my cl- during my classics degree uh, was the Aphrodite of Knidos, and so the Aphrodite of Knidos was the first female nude statue in the Greek like world, mm-hmm. and uh, it w- they built a tiny little temple just for this statue. On this little pl- in this little place called Knidos, mm-hmm. and it was a, a nude statue of Aphrodite. Now, this being the first female nude statue stirred up quite the controversy. Yeah, and it got to the point where, when the like uh, priestesses or whatever would come in to check on the little temple every morning, there'd be cum all over the statue. <laughs> So they had to start guarding the temple oh because it, the statue kept getting fondled over by by men. Yeah. Anyways, that's my little anecdote. I love that. Um, <laughs> all right. So what did you consume this week, Jess? Because I feel like we had a lot of things to consume, but we had to, based on our excitement over the subject, narrow it down. Well, I had trouble finding something, so this is something that Sarah just threw my way, and it was, uh, it was something. You just threw yourself under the bus, so that's on you, so. (laughs) It was, it was, it was, okay, it was called, I read, (laughs) Dionysus, Cavorting with the God of Revelry. Mm -hmm. Now, this is book three in this series called Mistress to the Gods. Yeah. The the overarching story of this series is this um, young woman 
it's like ancient Greece or whatever. Her name is Kamai. Kamai. There's like a longer version. Basically, she her name means oh fuck, what was it? It was like to the ground or something like that. Mm, to the window, to the wall. Uh, yeah, to, to, to switch some my balls. Yeah. Oh, you bitches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for the topic <laughs> <laughs> okay so she oh god she's a she's like a goddess to, a priestess to uh, Athena and Apollo falls in love with her or something like that mm. and um she kind of scorns him but then Athena gets mad and anyways she becomes immortal okay and she starts she lives starts living on Olympus and basically she is the uh, gods's sex toy. Oh, okay. So her job on Olympus is to service all the gods. <laughs> That's a mood. All right. So, so, I actually took some screenshots of this. Okay, so... She, this is her first time uh, going over to meet Dionysus, mm-hmm. and he forces her upon, like, coming to visit him oh. to walk through his vineyard. And uh, I just going to describe a little bit about that, her walking through the vineyard. Uh, the first time I meandered through these vines seven years ago, they were lush and full and heavy with deep purple grapes, so full the juices burst from some trickling red streams down the thick green vines or dropping with full splats on the rich soil underfoot. I remember the smell was ripe and pungent, hedonistically thick in the air. The smell alone made me feel dizzy, but in a swooning, pleasurable sort of way. The warm summer air wrapped me in a cozy blanket and I could feel my sex throb out of sheer pleasure in my surroundings. The air itself was seducing me. <laughs> so that's um, that's her uh, that's her going to Dionysus. Now I'm gonna just skip. She, she's like ri- us- she's like ripe for it. She's, yeah, 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 yeah. So she goes to his place. He's, uh, okay, so she goes to meet Dionysus, and there's a beautiful woman there who greets her. Stunning. And they, like, sit down on the couch, and the woman offers her wine, mm-hmm. of course. But it's not wine. Oh. Um, it's, it's, um, it was, what is it? Ambrosia. Ambrosia. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. The food and so drink stop. of the gods. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 So because they're on Olympus, they're drinking ambrosia, not wine. Anyways, so and it turns out that that again, I'm saying woman because the the main character thinks it's a woman. Turns out it's not a woman. That's Dionysus. Oh, stunning. And she finds out because she starts feeling his his hard dick. So she, the, after that. Like he him pronouns are used, but Di- Dionysus is basically described as having a a f- female presenting face and female presenting curves, but having male genitalia, which I thought was super interesting. I um, if I remember yeah. correctly, I think when we talk about Greek mythology, for lack of better terminology at the time, they had a lot of play with um, uh, different gender. gender. I was gonna say. Even, like, biologically, like, um, two sexes. Uh, yes. 
you have a lot of like references to hermaphrodites in in ancient Greece and Rome a in lot. itself. Mm-hmm. So this is very like on par with what you read about when you go through classic studies and you learned about these Greek gods and goddesses. And not only that, but like the mortal stories that are told, you know, alongside of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um so they drink and then they start getting getting down. Amazing. But um Dionysus loves ass play. He would. <laughs> he fucking would. <laughs> that's what... <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that is what uh, comes about. And mm-hmm. so so that's their first encounter. And then there's a second encounter at a bathhouse where he has, like, a private suite. And now she's more experienced. This is, like, I think years later. Oh. Um, yeah. I don't, it's like I couldn't really get... Gra- get what was happening with the story. But anyways, um, she basically ass-fucks Dionysus with a, you know, like a mortar and pestle? Yeah, sure. I have one on my kitchen counter right now. Yeah, with the, wait, which one's which? The bowl is the... The mortar. Pestle is what you... The, the... The stick part. But yeah, she fucks Dionysus with the pestle. Listen, I don't want to be like that guy on TikTok, but that doesn't have a flared base. So... Uh, no, so it's funny because they de- they describe this one with a flared base. That's not how they're made! <laughs> I know, but they want it to be safe, I guess. Okay, alright. I Okay, alright. Mm, okay. okay, so... <laughs> um, I want to read a little bit about this scene. Please... <laughs> Okay. Um, Turn over, I tell him. He follows my line of sight and sees the large mortar and pestle. He sighs with audible pleasure and bites his lip with agonizing anticipation. I smile, knowing I've made an excellent choice. As he once informed me long ago, the good thing about assholes is both women, women, both men and women have them. (laughs) Again, he's he's an ass guy. Yeah. Um, Dionysus rolls over onto his stomach, happily kicking his ankles into the air and crossing them. <laughs> I laugh at his antics and climb to my feet. Um, uh, are you ready? I ask gently. I see his dark head of hair bob. I lick my lips up unconsciously and reach for the long, tapered pestle. Again, tapered! It's tapered! Oh my um, god. The base of it, used to crush grains or herbs in flour or pulp, is wide and round, like tight balls at the end of an eight-inch long shaft. (laughs) (laughs) I wrap my hand, slick with oil, around the pestle's length. I move it up and down until the entire phallus-shaped object is coated. I bring the small end towards Dionysus' ass. I separate his cheeks again with widespread fingers. The pestle's handle drips oil onto his asshole like pre-cum. His tight hole squeezes and opens again, yearning for me to enter. <laughs> and um, basically, it kind of gets complicated. So she, eventually she gets under him while she's f- fucking his ass with the pestle. That's a lot and of skill. That's a lot of, I know. That's a lot of skill. But she's been servicing all the gods. Oh, I mean, yeah, okay. She's a pro now, and so then (laughs) then he fucks her while she's fucking him. It just gets very complicated. That's Um, too much work for me personally. I'm not. That's. I mean, uh, that's a lot. (laughs) 
That's why it's fiction. <laughs> too much. Yeah. Too much. It was um good for her. Uh, you know what? Good, good for, for her. her. Good for her. Good for her. Um so overall uh interesting? Yeah. Uh, I I thought the character characterization of Dionysus was interesting. Like yeah. the, like being fe- a feminine but yeah. and then really like an ass play. He would. He fucking He would. Could. He absolutely would. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Agreed. Um but um sex scenes could be written better. Yeah, that's be my critique. Alright. Um Amazon is recommending me that series now since I looked it up and sent it to you. So <laughs> Well, it's very short, by the way. Oh okay. Uh, and yeah, and it's again, it's it's uh, so it's by Rachel Kinsley. Mm-hmm. Um, th- it took me like half an hour to read the whole thing. Oh, and not even that. Maybe, maybe I'll less. read it. I won't. Yeah, just because I have too much other stuff to read. But maybe I will. Who knows? If you can find it on Audible, something you know. And then it, uh, along with the story, there's like an ongoing thing with Apollo being jealous that she's there to fuck all the gods. Ah, uh, I love jealousy. But yeah. there's like a curse. Where if he tries to touch her without her consent, um, he, like, burns at her touch. Love that. Yeah. Love so he's, like, that. He's, like, jealous and tries to get in her face at the end. And she and she's like, nah, brother. And then, <laughs> yeah, he gets burned. Literally. I, lo- I love that. Uh, can, yeah. we, can we put that in the real world? Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, again, that was cavorting with the gods. <laughs> it was Dionysus cavorting with the god of revelry. Revelry, fuck me. Um, Mistress to the Gods series by Rachel Kinsley. Oh my god. Well, that's that was a lo- that was a lot, but uh, entertaining. Flared bases, people. What did we learn from flared bases from the robot episode? Yeah. Um, flared bases. Flared, we we need flared bases. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord so what did you consume <laughs> alright well I when we started this I thought we were doing a little bit more than what we did but then we quickly realized that we had to rein ourselves in so yeah. I didn't read a book about Aphrodite I mean I kind of did but it was really about uh, Eros and Psyche so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It it's had a lot of Aphrodite here. in it. Um, yeah. I read Electric Idol, a deliciously forbidden modern retelling of Psyche and Eros. So this is part of the Dark Olympus books that I, in all caps, I wrote can recommend because I can. The first book is a Hades and Persephone's retelling, and I'm obsessed with it. So the universe is kind of like, think of like... It's like a sexy, I kind of see it almost like a Gotham City kind of vibe. Um, But like the Greek gods kind of run the city. Um, Everybody's very sexy. But although they're not um, outright like magical, you know, kind of like the gods are obviously in like the, the Greek retellings, they have specific characteristics pulled um, of their characters, and it's they're so well done. They're called the Thirteen, um, 
and they rule Olympus. And yeah, my friend really likes these books. The books are so good, and they're very, very spicy. Um, They are by Katie Robert, who is the queen of the monster romance books. I read a book of hers for a vampire episode. I read a book for a Kraken episode. Like this author knows about monster fucking. A plus, A plus, A plus, A. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I started reading. I bought it on Kindle. I bought it because I was like, I'm going to read it. Uh, not just a Kindle Unlimited people. I bought it. And I started reading this and I was like, this sounds so familiar to me. Why does this sound so familiar? Because I had already started reading it outside of this <laughs> on Audible. I already had the Audible book. Because I went looking for it on Audible, and I was like, why is it coming up? Because I own it, because it's in my library, and I'm almost done with it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I used to have a job where I had to commute, so I would listen to audiobooks all the time. But I work from mm. home now, so I listen to them a lot less. Um, anyway, I was halfway done with this book, and I reread the first half, so A+. plus. Um, what is it about? Great. I'm so glad you asked. Um, so it is about, it starts with uh, Psyche. And in this retelling, Psyche's mother is Demeter. Um, Demeter has several daughters. One of them uh, was Persephone in the first book, who she was trying to marry off to Zeus. So in this book, she's trying to marry off Psyche. Um, Psyche is a plus-sized influencer. She's a plus-sized heroine, which we love, who holds her own. We stand. We stand. Um, think of her family kind of like the Kardashians. Like, they're mm. very famous. Demeter is one of the 13. They are in relationships for, like, the publicity, the power. Like, everybody is kind of a power play. Like, it's very, like, mafia-esque. Um, it's great. So, Eros is Aphrodite's son in this book, and he does her dirty work. So, um... Eros and Psyche get caught in this paparazzi compromising position um, oh. at this party when she's being like kind of pushed on to Zeus. And Aphrodite is pissed about this because Aphrodite is the goddess of love. And in this book, she arranges the marriages. Oh. And she didn't approve of this. So she's pissed about it. Um, so they get caught in this paparazzi moment, and afterwards Aphrodite finds out about, really finds out about how Demeter is pushing Psyche at Zeus. So she tells Eros to kill her. He's, she's like, go out and kill Psyche. Like, give me your heart, bring it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I'm invested. Yeah, it's so good, it's so good. <laughs> so, um... So Eris goes to kill her and he and he meets her at a bar and she thinks it's to like do damage control on the pictures that got out. And then she realizes like, oh, he's here to kill me in this bar. And she's like, like, how would you get out of that? Like they're in like a the back of a like a bar and he was like gonna You just po- have to fuck it. Well he wasn't gonna out. shoot her, he was gonna like poison her. And, oh. and she's like, you know, can I talk you out of it? And then he, he comes to the conclusion there's one way that his mother wouldn't kill her, and that's if he was married to her. So they have, they, they basically stage, like, romantic pictures. This is two weeks after the first incident, basically mm. being like, oh, we've been married, and they have a shotgun wedding. And the rest of the book is how they are defeating Aphrodite and fucking their way into love. 
let me read just a little bit. Uh, I don't want to yes, read too please. much of it because it's really good. And I, like, I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Um, but, uh, by the way, Hermes in the book is one of my favorite characters. She can get uh, in and out of any building. Like, she's like a lock picker. <laughs> like, she can get past security. And in one scene in this book, she is wearing a t-shirt with Krampus on it. So she's, like, forever and dear to me. Uh, which I was like, I took a screenshot of it. I was like, Krampus! Um, okay. So I'm just going to do a snippet of uh, a, a love scene. <clears throat> Tease, I growl. She's breathing just as hard as I am, shaking just as hard as I am. Her hazel eyes hold a challenge I feel right down to my very soul. Do something about it. My leash snaps. I move back onto my knees and grab her wrists, shifting them to one of my hands and shoving them up over her head. She presses against my hold as if she can't help herself, and her lips part in a moan. Yes, like that. I'm fighting a losing battle. I want this woman too desperately to do it properly. I haven't actually managed to maintain enough control to seduce her the way she deserves. I just want to fuck and fuck and fuck until my presence is tattooed on every inch of her body. I settle between her legs. You want me to get rough with you, Psyche? Fuck you like a goddamn monster? She shivers harder. Yes. So anyway, just a little snippet. It's very good. You know what? I love that trope for, like, sex scenes. Yeah. Where, like, the one character wants to, like, be reverent and, like, do it right, do it slow. But it's like, the other one warning. Pushes. Let's do this. That's, that's, it's. Her books are so good. They're so good. There's and I and I haven't read this book. Obviously, I think probably two years since I picked it up again. And it was. It, they're so. They're actually like the world building is great. The sex scenes are like top notch. Um, so I recommend it so much. It is just a plus writing. Uh, Katie Robert queen of the monster fucking genre in my opinion mm, mm, so here mm. we go stone in yeah stone <laughs> let's talk about our gods and goddesses in the media yes yes dionysus um, let's go dionysus okay so one uh a big one i kept seeing was uh, this version of Dionysus in this comic series called The Wicked and the Divine. Oh. Have you heard of this series? I have not. Yeah, I, I have not, but I'm kind of intrigued. Um, from what I could see in the pictures, very woke. Yeah. <laughs> very, very contemporary. Very woke. Mm-hmm. He's uh, wearing a YOLO shirt. Uh, but why are there two O's on the end? I don't know. But they're like it, the two o. There's two o's that are together. <laughs> that like are an infinity. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's an infinity sign, and then it's rainbow colored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's got a laurel crown tattoo on his head. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, looks like a chill guy. Chill dude. Yeah, he does. Agreed. Um. Would I fuck? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, 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 agreed. Um, Hades from the video game, the cur- yeah. current, yeah, um, would fuck. A hundred percent. Look mm. at that big, muscly, 
Mm. You know that artichoke does not have a flared base, but it does have a long staff. So I feel like you could have. A so it's fine. It. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, by the way, that's like something that Dionysus has. Um. Oh fuck! What is it called? Dionysus's artichoke staff. <laughs> <laughs> It's called, it's called a it's called a fire th- th- fuck. nailing it second <laughs> thrissus a thrissos thrissos he could thrissos um, me with it <laughs> it's it's a it's a fennel it's a it's a giant fennel not an art oh wait or an artichoke it's an artichoke <laughs> that that is an artichoke. That picture you have is not a fennel. That is an artichoke. 10 out of 10 would put up my ass. <laughs> not that big. Good luck. Goodbye. <laughs> That's for a braver person than me. So I salute you. I salute you and I uh, wish you well. If I've got the libations flowing, then... <laughs> um. Uh, Lost, there's a, Dionysus Lost and Lost Girl. I don't remember this, and I know I have seen every episode of Lost Girl, and I do I not, don't remember this I at don't all. I don't remember either. it. But he is good looking, he's very, I was obsessed just with Just like that a handsome, just a handsome white guy. He's a, but the picture that you have, I know it's not a penis, but it looks like a penis coming up. Do you see, do you see <gasps> oh, what I'm yeah, talking about? like a little, it, little tent yeah, hooked but, up there? No, oh, yeah, that's not even what I was talking about. I was talking about... Oh. The penis-looking thing coming up from the bottom of the screen? No, I think that's his artichoke staff. Oh, is that what we're calling it now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and fun fact, the columns in the background are Corinthian columns. Ooh, stunning. Yeah, there's Corinthian, Doric, and Ionic. <laughs> Doric are the, the square ones, Ionic are the swirly ones, and Corinthian are the ones with the leaves on them. I completely have forgotten that until you just said it and like unlocked a piece of my like <laughs> degree I don't remember um anyway if if the picture is very small and if you are sitting far away like I was it does look like a penis continue <laughs> you're just looking for penises I, maybe so maybe it's the Dionysus in me hmm? <laughs> I like uh, just so everybody knows just just made the picture bigger in our google document <laughs> just to share that with the class Basically, like, bitch, it's an artichoke. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> not everything's taken, a penis. Take it up the... Not everything's a penis, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, what do they say? Anything can be a penis if you're brave enough. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, moving on. This is what I did. I I've never actually seen this movie, and this one's from me. <laughs> yeah, this one. This Sarah came yeah. up with this one. A uh, Dionysus is in, is in Fantasia. Yeah, baby, got his cute little grape, like laurely thing, and he's drinking his his booze, and he got his little donkey unicorn. It's so cute. Here's the thing about the Disney Dionysus. He's plump and jolly. In my mind, I always see Dionysus as like kind of a little chubby. I, you know, oh, you yeah. know, if I was to cast Dionysus right now, I would yeah. cast Jack Black. 
Oh, good choice. Yeah, because yeah. I still think he's incre- he's incredibly sexy. Also, I feel like my husband kind of looks like Jack Black too, but that's neither here nor there. But I, <laughs> I think that he's so sexy. He's got so much charisma. Like if you've seen The Holiday, like my God, Jack Black in that movie is like a rom com dream. But he's also funny. He's got that kind of like debauchery about him. Like I, that's how I see him. I see Dionysus is like a Jack Black. Mm, I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. Um, and that's how he also appears in Hercules. Yeah. Um, he's, 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 uh, plumper and he's like jolly. He's got really rosy cheeks, mm-hmm. a big nose. He's just having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I have to say, I like the Fantasia one better. Um, really? I, I, and Hercules, he's pink, which I think is, he's fun. like neon pink. Yeah. And so, it, could it be if that's also what he's drinking? Because if you look at the bottle, it's like bright pink coming out. You think he's so wine drunk, he's pink? Well, here's the thing. Mm. Isn't um, Aphrodite and Hercules also pink? Uh, maybe we'll get to that shortly. Mm. 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 Um... Per, there's the c- c- contemporary Percy Jackson. Listen, this TV show. I love this actor so much. Oh. Do you know this actor? I don't. I don't remember his name. I know this actor. He was in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He was in Parks and Recreation. He played Dennis Feinstein yeah. with the perfume in the club. Um, yeah. I think he makes a really good Dionysus. Have you? Have I, I have not read the Percy Jackson books. I am watching this TV show uh, slowly, but I'm watching it. Have you watched it at all? No. Uh, this this Dionysus can't have alcohol, so he tries what? in like the first episode or second episode. He tries to get the kid to bring him alcohol, which is very funny to me, um, because he's being punished. Uh, but, uh, but I love that, like, he's in kind of, like, a Hawaiian shirt, and he's, like, kind of over it, because he has to do real work and not be, like, a celebratory drunk, and I, it, like, the character's very funny. Like, I enjoy it immensely. Uh, I like that. A plus. I guess if you're, like, around kids, you shouldn't be wasted. Yeah, but you know what? The face he's making right there is the same face when I have to be sober around children. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is the one, I, the last one on my little list here is the one I thought of while we were talking earlier. He did his unbot. He is not called Dionysus, but he's fucking Dionysus. He is Dionysus. Yeah, you're he's right. Dionysus. He is bot. That's my dream. That's one of my dream cosplays, by the way. Oh my is, god. Um, yeah, oh yeah. But like get like a Shea Lounge, you know, chair, but put little wheels on it and then someone just like wheels me around con as hedonism bot feeding me grapes. Isn't but, that But how would you do it? Would you have like would you would you be in it with your I arms mean, feeding yourself grapes? How would that work? You, you, I guess so. I guess I would have to do that. Yeah, yeah. But somebody would have to push you. Like definitely so, somebody would have to push you. Yeah. 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 I think it'd be a good time. Um, Anyways, um, uh, Dionysus coded characters that I saw people saying about online uh-huh. was stacked. You know, that's interesting. All right. And Dr. Frankenfurtner. Uh, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, and I just also want to do a shout out. We're going to link this on, on our on our stuff. But uh, in my research, I found this list of the best wine movies. <laughs> Hold on, Kevin. I just want to pull it up and see 
uh, how many of them I've seen because I love a wine movie. <laughs> I, I am a bit of a wino uh, myself, and I'm getting my husband into wine, and it makes me really happy. Um, I've seen The Princess Bride. Uh, I've seen Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. Sideways, yes. Bottle Shock, yes. Midnight in Paris, yes. Uh, uh, when in Rome, yes. Fantasia, yes. Blues Brothers, Animal House. So, so like, like a third of them, I think. Yeah. Interesting. I have some suggestions for them, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that was Anyways, it's my honorable mention list. Uh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> what about Aphrodite? Yeah. So so the first one we'll bring up, again, I, I haven't read Percy Jackson. I'm so sorry. Please don't let me on fire. I feel like people are going to have, like, really strong opinions about this. But... Allegedly, in the book, Aphrodite is whoever the person that is looking at her sees as most desirable. Ah. So, my question to you, Jess, is who would you see? Who I think is most desirable? Yeah. Probably Adam Driver. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, and also, oh, what's her name? I really think I've really got a big crush on her right now. Um, she was in the she was in the Crown. Elizabeth Zinke. No. Oh. Um. Sh- what's her name? What's her name? Vanessa. Um. Uh, uh, Vanessa Kirby. Oh yeah, yeah. I got such mm-hmm. a crush on her right now. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. Um. Okay. So. I'm trying to think about my my. I think no, my. What was yours? Well, obviously, Adam Driver. It was you know I'm not dead. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think um, for for ladies, I like a lot of ladies right now. Um, it's really hard to choose. I'm very uh, Hannah Waddington. I think I I brought up in a. Um, oh, which one's she? She's the one from Ted Lasso. She's in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. my current girl, like like girl crush right now, is I just really recently discovered Renee Rapp, and Renee Rapp. she just hosted SNL. But she's in the new Mean Girls. She plays Regina George, and she was on SNL, and she did this song with Megan The Stallion, and I I probably watched the video like three or four times. It's in my like. <laughs> Like, the song is in my rotation. Like, my God, that is it. And she is, like, very openly, like, queer. Um, She she doesn't like older millennials. She's very ageist, so she probably wouldn't like me. But, my God, do I like her. (laughs) So, you know, she is... Overall, it's probably going to be, like, somebody older, like Hannah Waddington or... I don't know. All ladies are wonderful. Anyway... And Adam Driver. Um, <laughs> circle back. Okay. Um, so, a couple of uh, Aphrodites that I wanted to put down. My first one is my <laughs> I like favorite. This first one. Uh, my first one is my oh. favorite. It's the first one that came to my mind. It's Jennifer Coolidge in Austin Land. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Austin Land. It's one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's about like a like a resort that's based on Jane Austen, so you can. It's go like to, a LARP. It's like a yeah. LARP. It's like LARPing Jane Austen, um, and Jennifer Coolidge plays like a rich woman 
that doesn't know anything about Jane Austen. But anyway, they have to do a play in it. It's not really a spoiler. And she plays Aphrodite, but she's like a ditz in it, and it's so funny. And that's, I think, one of my all-time favorite Aphrodites. Um, <laughs> I, it counts, because you know what? I also love Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge is like the... I love her. Amazing. Would be a good Aphrodite, by the way. Yeah! Oh my god. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um... I, I had to include it, Birth of Venus, like the, the famous painting. Fair enough. Yeah, you, you kind of have to. It's very famous, so you, but, it counts as pop culture. But you know what I don't see in this? A lot of sea foam. There's not enough sea mm. foam in this. I see some kind of waves, but it's not foamy enough for me. So I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10 on the phone scale. Wow. Mm. 3 out of 10 on the foam scale. Yeah, I said phone. Wow. Um, I'm tired. It's like 11 <laughs> o'clock here, so give me a break. Okay. Um, <laughs> so then I put Clash of the Titans. I put the new Aphrodite from the new one, and then the one from the older Clash of the Titans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to say the new one is wearing the, like, bustier kind of thing, but it, it's more wings. Oh, that's a good point! But it is wings and less of, like, a... Like a, like a sheep iconography but she is kind of wearing that bustier so like the hair is not doing it for me the hair is this like cheap pink wig it's not good like considering the budget on that movie put more money into wigs um Mm. the other person looks like glenn close but isn't um it does look a lot yeah it looks like a lot like glenn close gorgeous but like um None of these do much for me. Okay, so then we have Hercules from the television TV show. So she's like, I think she's more of like a like a pink purple. I think if she was mm. next to Dionysus, she would be more purple. Yeah, probably, um, yeah. Great hair. Like, to great the floor. Hair. To the floor. Um, neon colors. To the windows. To the walls. <laughs> yeah. To the wine drops down the balls. Um... The wine drops down my pestle. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, um, so then I, f- I found I've never played God of War, but I it came up in my search, and I wrote, "Is she topless?" Question mark because it looks like it's it. blurred out. And I asked my husband. I said, "If you played God of War," and he said, "No." And I said. Is Aphrodite topless? And he goes, I'm not sure. And he came and looked at the screen. He goes, it does appear like she is. Um, <laughs> I do like a high-waisted moment, but I, I don't know what this is. Uh, this is... Some- I don't like the thing going down the front. It looks like a scorpion tail. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I, I don't... It, that was not designed by women. Um, okay. No. So we have The Adventures of Hercules with uh, Kevin Sorbo from the 80s, 90s. Um, uh, she looks like a Barbie doll in, like, the best way. Like a, like a early 90s Barbie. She's, she's yeah. in, like, pink underwear with, like, a full, like, pink caftan kind of situation going on. Um, she has on more clothes than other ones, but this is the only full body shot I can find of her, so sorry, it's lingerie. Um, then we have a couple things I have never heard of before. We have, uh, a movie, or short film called The Affairs of Aphrodite. Um, I don't know who the ho- costume designer was, but they were doing no favors to her boobs at all. I think it was the 70s, <laughs> no. it was the 70s, so they're very much like... That was the, The yeah. vibe, but like, 
just like a tiny bit of support would have been really amazing for him. Um, because she's gorgeous and like I love a I love I love all titties all the time, but like that is not the vibe, right? Like you look at it, you're like, it's not good. Um, and then we have uh an anime called Olympus Guardian. Uh, I think it's an anime. It says cartoon, but it looks very anime to me. And she's she's giving Sailor Moon. Um, like, Aphrodite meets Sailor Moon meets Barbie. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Uh, I'm sure I'll see it on an anime video sometime. Um, <laughs> I think the only thing that's Greek about it is her shoes. Uh, but, you know. Um, and then there's a BBC show right now called oh. Troy Fall of a City. It's ongoing, and that's the Aphrodite from it. Um, I don't like it. She's she's sort of wearing an olive green version of uh, the Britney Spears thing that she wore when she danced <laughs> with the snake, but it's a skirt. Am I wrong? It's like basically what it is. Basically. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. She's a ginger. I love a ginger. Um, so, and she's got like a tattoo down her like sternum. She's got abs. Yeah. She's ripped. She's, she, she's ripped and she's gorgeous. But, like, none of these, to me, give me, like, what I see Aphrodite in my head. Like, I see mm. Aphrodite, like, pretty, but also, like, kind of scary. Because she has yeah. a temper. Like, you respect it. Um yeah. And I don't really get a lot of that. I think a lot of people sort of focus on, like, the girly natures of things like they see love and they put pink and hearts and stuff but she actually will like fuck you up and i don't think enough people really talk about that aspect of her Um, yeah so that's my two cents on that and we'll post these um on our website and yeah and our discord and we have a facebook now and we'll we'll put some posts up of that as well so um AO3. It's AO3 time. It's AO3. Cue the jingle. AO3. Go. AO3. Do you want to go first? I do. So, so I have been having some sleep issues lately. So, I... I started Googling, trying to find an Aphrodite story. And I found something. Um, something. Something. I can't even... It's not even really that raunchy. It just confused me. So okay. I looked for explicit things with the tag Aphrodite and in parentheses ancient Greek religion and lore... And then with that also came the tag Eros, ancient Greek religion and lore. Okay. So when it came up uh, with this, I was confused. So the <laughs> I'm going to give a little backstory on why I chose this. This is like a long-winded way of getting into the story. So the relationship is Robert Plant and original female character. Do you know who Robert Plant is? The name's familiar, but I'm not... So he was... A musician in Led Zeppelin. Oh my God! Yes. But I only what? know I only know him as <laughs> the musician that did an album with Alison Krauss, who's a bluegrass singer. And 
And my husband, this is a very recent conversation, maybe the last six months. So my husband was like, you know, he was like in a band. And I was like, what band? And he was like, Led Zeppelin. And I was like, what? He's not a bluegrass singer? And this one was like, no. Um, so this is a Robert Plant slash original female character fan fiction story on AO3. <laughs> Somehow with the tag Aphrodite. It's very short. Um, so the, the summary is... <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Sorry. Ro- I'm, I can't... This is a weird thing. Like but but also, like, I'm not knocking it. Like, it's it's not that bad. It's just very short. I'm just confused. Um, Robert's... <laughs> Robert's longtime lover surprises him at a gig that invokes the spirit of Aphrodite and Eros. So I thought to myself, all right, I, I don't find Robert Plant attractive, but I'm not yucking anybody's yum, right? Like, that's... I just... Yeah. Uh, it's like... To me, he's like when Justin Timberlake had his, like, ramen noodle phase. Like, Robert Plant has very curly blonde hair, which just, like, isn't my jam. Um, so, the story does not mention Aphrodite for a while. So, he's on stage, and then I think they start fucking... Oh, God. Um, hold on, I gotta find it. Sorry. Okay. So they're like in in the fucking part. And this is a and I would say we're 2 thirds of the way through the story. Okay. okay. <laughs> Robert, she gasped, arching her body up into his in an attempt to feel every single part of him. Her free hand clawed at his shoulder. She was so close now. She'd been thinking of this moment all day. He coaxed her into her blazing release, proclaiming his unconditional love for her, the woman he deemed the Aphrodite to his arrows. And then they go back to fucking, and then they're fucking, and there's no mention of Aphrodite, right? <laughs> so the story ends, okay, uh, spoiler alert, he comes in without a condom, and then at the end of the story, there's like three spaces, so there's like a, like a gap, right? And it says, in that moment, they knew she'd be making unexpected appearances for as long as they presided at the feet of Aphrodite. What? I'm what? so confused. Like Is I feel this a song. I, 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 I very genuinely am unsure what happened. Like, wh- I, did they actually call the gods and goddesses? I'm unsure. It sent me to. I was like, I don't understand what just happened. Like. I, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, listen, I don't bring AO3 to the table often, but that one was so out of left field that I was like, I must bring it to the podcast because I don't understand what just happened. I read, like, a bunch of filth about Robert Plant, who, until very recently, <laughs> I didn't even realize was in Led Zeppelin. And then, at the end, it was like, and then they were worshipping Aphrodite. And I was like, When? I didn't read that part. <laughs> so that's I never m- thought I'd be hearing about a Robert Plant fanfiction. Genuinely me either. Like if it had been anybody else, I think I would have been like, whatever. But that was such an out like out of left field situation. I, I just felt like there's one place for it and that place is on our podcast. It's not a monster, but it's weird enough <laughs> what we're talking about that I feel like our listeners would enjoy it. So there you go, a little Robert Plant smut 
for your day. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be linking this, don't worry, for you, Robert. Oh, yes, we fucking will. Hussies out there. Please, nobody come for me. I, it actually was very well written. It was short and very well written. I was just very confused why it had the Aphrodite <laughs> Greek goddess tag on it. Um... And I found that very funny. And also the fact that I didn't really know who Robert Plant was, and then all of a sudden here's a fan fiction about him in the genre I'm looking for. Uh, Alright, Jess, give us a palate cleanser from Robert Plant. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, I'll preface by saying the I'm only going to read one fanfic. And it's not entirely a fanfic. I'll get into that. Okay. But I just want to go over a little bit about my research. So, <laughs> I searched Dionysus and and explicit. Yeah. And inevitably, like a lot of fics are called Dionysus because they have something to do with like drinking and sex, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I had to really sift a lot to find something actually about Dionysus. Yeah. Um. In my research, I found a lot of fix both to do with, like, the topic of sex and drinking, but also to do with, like, there was a few literally to do with Dionysus. Um, to, <laughs> BTS ones. <laughs> B, I kid you not, that was the number one, like, it, fandom. It keeps coming back up. These BTS yeah. fans, they do their fucking research. They yes. go, they go. what can set me apart from the other authors? It's like yeah. it's almost like a challenge. They're everywhere. And, and you know what? Yeah. Respect to them. No disrespect. Respect. You guys are doing Mad amazing. respect. Bad respect. There was one in particular. It was called The Bride of Dionysus. Oh. Uh, by, by Anonymous. Um... That that one was like literally about Dionysus. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Um, they just transposed the the band in there. Um, I also want to do a mention of something very disturbing that I came upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what? I'm not, I promise I'm not reading it, but I need to mention it because I was I I was quite shocked to find this. Okay. It was. It's called Dionysus Calling, and it. <laughs> I want to like throw up a little in my mouth. I don't like that. It, it's it's a Luke Skywalker mm. and Anakin incest fic. Ah! It's not for me. Ah! It's not for me. Listen, sometimes things are not for me, and that's okay. Um, no thank you. But, okay, so what really got me was the notes on this. <laughs> Alright. I'm sorry, I just want to read the notes for you. Okay. Story notes. <laughs> please, please ensure you read the tags and take them seriously. Mm-hmm. This is Anakin-Luke. This is an actual relationship between them. Anakin is Vader and is not a good man. There is for sure um, non-consensual elements. Um, I'm just going to skim a little bit. There is explicit sex between Anakin and Luke. Other note. Other other things to note. Anal sex, blowjobs, face-sitting, revenge sex, 
stalking, stalking force tentacle sex. Force tentacle sex? Force Where? Whom? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm going to say something right now. Darth Vader is not, in my opinion, uh, and I don't think it's fucking Luke Skywalker, but I don't think he's pulling out a tentacle. Uh, I think a oh, lot of other... Darth Vader is the most vanilla sex. Thank you. I, I would have the most vanilla Thank you. sex. Yeah. You don't feed your wife a pear and then pull out a tentacle. It doesn't no. work. You can feed her no. other things and I'll be like, okay, I might can see it. But a pear? A no. pear and then you're I like, the, mm, tentacle I sex. Bet, no. Mm-mm. The kinkiest thing Anakin slash Darth Vader would be into is probably... Um, Adding sand to the bed. Pe- <laughs> oh, I was gonna say getting pegged. Oh yeah, but, he would get pegged. Yeah. Yeah. But in the most vanilla way possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything has a anyway. flared base. There's no pestles <laughs> in there. Flared bases, people. <laughs> always. Okay, I'm sorry. Always. I'm sorry. Continue. Okay. That really threw me. <laughs> it's. Just, I had to. Th- I just had to mention it because I was so surprised. But what I would like to read for you all is Ooh. just a little. F- it's kind of fun. Oh. It's not a nor. It's not a normal fan fiction. Mm. Um. It's inspired by the the Dionysus from the Hades video video game. Okay. It's by authors. <laughs> by author Kylo's underscore right underscore nut. <laughs> like his right nut amazing yeah. yeah Kylo's right nut um and it's a Dionysus A to Z smut so it goes through the alphabet with like head cannons of like Dionysus uh, uh, it's kind of hard to dis- explain uh, but I'll I'll get into I'll, I'll start that's interesting okay yeah A is for aftercare Dionysus is a gentleman and will treat you in a very kind and gentle manner. Mm. There's like more to these, but I'm just reading the first lines for you. Got it. B is for body part. Mm. Dionysus fancies himself to be a very handsome specimen as a whole. (laughs) C is for cum. Dionysus is not squeamish about making a mess. I bet he's fucking not. <laughs> D is for dirty secret. Uh, Dionysus has a thing for hair pulling. That's not a dirty secret. Um, e is for experience. Dionysus is a god of pleasure for a reason. Mm. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> It has wink in there. I love uh, that. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I'm like very, I love this. Continue, please. I think it's great. <laughs> it's fun. Kyla, um, Kyla's uh, right, Ball. You're doing a great job. I, you're right, you're nut, making it. Right, nut. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I wasn't wrong. Ball nut. <laughs> nut ball. More. <laughs> Dildo, pistol, oy, what have you. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Uh, F is for favorite position. There are a few positions Dionysus and you enjoy. However, he loves it when you're on top writing his throbbing cock. Mm. G is for... Guess what G is for? <laughs> oh, God. Um, gullet? G is for goofy. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how the mood hits him. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes he'll be playful with you, teasing you, and just having fun with you, making you laugh. This is so p- 
impure <laughs> and also dirty, and I love it. I know. It's so I precious. Know. Okay. Age is for hair. Mm-hmm. Dionysus has a bit of hair. It's well kept in violet. <laughs> in violet or violet? Violet, like violet. purple. Oh, back to the Disney. Oh, no, the other one. Got it. No, the video game one. Uh, I is for intimacy. Dionysus is known for being romantic, and that carries over to his actions in the bedroom. I love it. Yeah. J is for jack off. When Dionysus gets off, it's most likely for two reasons. Stress relief or foreplay. Mm, same. <laughs> K is for kink. Dionysus has a load of kinks. He's kinky. To name one, Dionysus has a thing for nipple play, both receiving and giving. He goes weak when you suck and fondle his sensitive nipples as he bites his lip to stifle his moans. This story is a roller coaster. It'll be like goofy, it'll be like goofy Dionysus loves to laugh. It'll be like suck his nipples. Like, what? This is great. I don't know what's coming next. Read me the next one. This is great. Read the whole thing. I'm living for this. I want to. I want to. This is like a dramatic. It's fine. I, read through uh, at least M. Go. Or, or your no. favorite ones. Okay, I'm gonna power through. Okay. We'll power through. Do it, do it, do it. Ellis for, for location. Dionysus is very shameless. He'll have you in any place he feels he can get away with. Okay. M is for motivation. Mm. Almost anything can turn him on. <laughs> N is for okay. no. While Dionysus does indeed enjoy some rough and kinky sex, he would never do anything that you could potentially hurt you. Consent, we love it. Consent is sexy. Uh, always for oral. Oral sex is yet another thing Dionysus loves to indulge in. <laughs> P is for pace. Depends on what you both are craving, Dionysus can be deliciously rough or passionately slow. Mm-hmm. Q is for quickie. Quirky? <laughs> quick, quickie. Oh, quickie. <laughs> Dionysus would totally be, be down for quickies. Yeah. R is for risk. Dionysus loves to experiment. Okay. <laughs> S is for stamina. He's a god, so he has an unmatched libido. T is for toy. Dionysus is very is is the very god who invented sex toys. Yeah. U you is for unfair. Dionysus is a huge tease. <laughs> v is for volume. Another name for Dionysus is Bromios. In Greek that means he who roars. Oh. Alright. <laughs> W is for wild card. Or what? Yeah. Dionysus is a god, so he can occasionally read thoughts. Oh. X is for x ray. <laughs> Dionysus is very well endowed. <laughs> what? Y is for yearning. While sex is not always on his mind, he does have a high drive. And Z is. This is for Z's. Dionysus falls asleep fairly fast. <laughs> He'll cuddle with you, close his eyes, and just fall into slumber and won't wake up till the morning. And that's the end. Oh my goodness. Wasn't that lovely? Honestly, I wish we could give it a word to like our favorite fan fictions because I feel like that one just got like the gold star of 20, <laughs> like the starting gold star of 2024 
Like, okay, what, we'll keep a list going. Yeah, what a treasure. I genuinely enjoyed that. Also, I, as, I really did. As a side note, I did not realize Canadians said Zed like British people do, and it really threw me off. So, Sorry, I was no, no, thinking no. about it as I was getting no, down no. the list. I was like, oh my god, am I going to say the American version <laughs> or the Canadian version? Like, in my head? And then when I got, I just said what was natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I just, it, I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> it was like Zed for Z's and I was like oh okay (laughs) I know I know I know I know no no I loved it I love I love your Canadian isms they're fun and I enjoy them the end positive things uh so that's it that's that's that is uh right or do you have another one is that it that's it um that is it for AO3 Uh, AO3 Um, we threw up a couple, th- we threw up some stuff on we did. Instagram. Um, you want to get into it? I, I do. There's not, there's not too much. Hold on. Let me pull it up. No. Um, sorry. We did the, I think one of the comments we got was, um, hold on, I'm going to pull it up. It was something about the foam, the, the jizzy foam. Sorry. What now? Oh. Pardon? Pardon? Not gonna lie, I always think about how Aphrodite was born from a chopped off dick falling into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we asked, like, what do you think of for Dionysus? And then somebody just said, parties, <laughs> which is like fair. Parties. parties! And then my favorite one, and I feel like this should be like on a t shirt Dionysus, bad rap, cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's our gods and goddesses episode. Uh, I, I love it. That's our Valentine's Day episode as well. So happy Valentine's Day. Uh, love to everyone. Love to others and make sure you love yourself. Yeah, love yourself the most. Like that's that's yeah. the uh, the most important thing. So we're we're back um on schedule. Sorry that we teased you guys with uh, Yeti and Bigfoot, but it will be coming, don't worry. Um, So, next week, we have on the list oh, Bigfoot and Yeti. Psych. That's what we're doing. Um, (laughs) um, So, we're going to get into some big, hairy beasts next week, um, which I'm very excited about. You know what they say about big feet? You know what they say about Big feet. Big shoes. Big dick. Lots of hair. Oh, also that. Big feet equals lots of hair? Interesting. I haven't heard that one before. No, I just made that up. Oh, well, don't tell it. Back it up with fake facts. I have a fun fact about body hair for everybody when we get to that episode. Oh, okay. I was like, are you telling it now? Okay. Um, (laughs) You gotta gotta wait for that one. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta come back. Um, So, uh, subscribe. Follow us if if you would like. Um, and, and share the word. Uh, we're going to be at cons coming up. Um, and, um, I know for me, I'll be, I'll be at MegaCon. Will this come out at MegaCon time? No, it won't. It'll be past MegaCon. No, probably not. Never mind. Scratch that. Uh. (laughs) Hey, but if you joined us after seeing us at a convention. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. We're so excited to have you. Um, and if you haven't started following us, 
in the meantime, this is where you can. Yes, you can find us on Instagram at Hissin' and Kissin' Podcast. We also have a link tree in our Instagram bio <laughs> where there's some good shit. We got a website called Hissin' and Kissin' Podcast.com. We have a link tree in our link tree. You can find a link to our website and our Discord server. <laughs> we also have we also have links to places you can listen, including Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. We now have a Facebook mm. account. <laughs> it's called Hissin' and Kissin'. Because the other one was uh, taken for some reason. Bizarro. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we, uh, what else do we have? Is that it? TikTok? We have a no, we we have that. great personalities. We do. <laughs> and and very uh, sleepy minds because we uh, have had a long couple weeks. But. Yeah. Yeah, in different ways. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Thank you guys for being here for 2024. Thanks um, for being horny. Yeah, thanks for being horny. If it wasn't for your burning loins. <laughs> and, um,. If you guys are, are liking this, please give us some feedback. We'd love uh, reviews on Spotify, any anywhere that podcasts are listened to. We'd love some reviews. Drop us something on Facebook. Um, share it with your friends if you're comfortable doing that. I know it's a little bit of a scandalous podcast, but um, <laughs> we would love to grow our monster fucking community. Um, so. Yeah, and um, like this year, this for season two, we're trying a few, you know, new things, you know, uh, veering off a little from strictly monsters and throwing in interviews and, and the like. So, you know, if something that is new is working, let us know. If it's not, also let us know. Yeah. Yeah. And is there something is you want to hear? Yeah. If there's something you want to hear or you read something and you want to share it with us, email us. Hit us up in social media comments. Like, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what you want to listen to, you know, what you're reading, what you're into. If you have anything, please share it. Um, actually, and I'm, now that I think of that, did we have an email? Hold on. Yeah, it's hissin and kissin podcast at gmail.com. No, no, did we have an email? We did. Oh. We did have one email. We're going to end the podcast with an email that we got from a listener. So, you just got a letter. <laughs> you, you just got, got a letter. <laughs> you just got a letter. Is it filled Who's with so cum? Horny? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. Uh, this one is from Celeste, who we happen to both actually know. But this is the... Wait, 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 wait. What? We don't want to scare people off by reading their emails on the podcast. No, I got permission to read it. It's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I said, send it in. Let's read it. If you send something in, unless you tell us not to read it, we will read it. So just okay. be warned. Okay. So the subject is Sarah's Buffy demon is now hunting me. Haunting me. Um, so this says, so I've been listening to a series on audio, on audiobook that was recorded in the early 2000s. The third book in, I decided to look up the reader because he's very good. Turns out it's James Marsters, AKA Spike from Buffy, whom I only know because of the unfortunate birthday cameo Sarah received of him singing. I still think about yeah, it. Singing, and now he haunts me in my books. The book series is The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher, and they're very good so far. I'm three books in a row. Anyways, love and miss you too. Keep being horny on Maine forever, Celeste. 
So, I'm so glad that my birthday uh, message haunts everyone. Uh, please send us more messages like this. Email us. Keep us in the loop. Um, also, if you want to share something and don't want it to be read on the podcast, we're happy to do that, too. But we yeah. just... Oh, yeah. Please. We love hearing from you guys. We love the feedback. Um, we want to build our monster fucking community. Um, and if you see us at cons or anything coming up, come up to us. We're going to try to have some stickers and things to give to people in the future. Thumbs up. Flared bases, people. And flared, flared bases. bases. And flared bases! Uh, on that note, Jess, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Sarah. <laughs> I hope it's, uh... I hope you get some chocolate and some wine. I'm definitely- Are you hearing this, Brad? <laughs> Are you hearing this? <laughs> It's fi- it's probably gonna be cheese and wine, which is better, more more my speed anyway. But, um, perfect. And I hope you get all of the things that you want. Uh, get- I'm gonna go sex toy shopping for myself. Perfect, and like have a, a gin and tonic maybe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, so until <laughs> until next time, happy Valentine's Day and stay horny, monster fuckers. Bye.